Hello, beautiful people. This is Astro Chris from Coda Queen Astrology. Today's video is on the new moon in Virgo, which is jam-packed with manifestation power. I'm going to be discussing all about that. So grab your natal chart so you can follow along. If you need a free one, go to my description below. I have a calculator there for you. I'm also going to be touching base on the human design gates that are being activated by the full moon. So don't forget to subscribe, hit that notification bell so you won't miss any videos in the future. I'd also like to invite you to my astrology group on Facebook. The details are going to be in the description below. I host monthly talks and also bring other spiritual healers to talk everything astrology and the spiritual development. And I go on IG Live where I host Ask the Astrologer segment and I cover the specific zodiac signs during that time. So don't forget to catch me live, ask me questions about how the full moon will be affecting your zodiac sign. So the details are there below as well. And if you're on Clubhouse, don't forget to say hi. I host weekly rooms in the Astrology Club and also in the Astrology and Esoterica Club. So let's get started. Wow, Virgo new moon. That means 2021 is almost done. We have about three months left and we're done with this year. It's been quite a ride, but um, this new moon does offer a little bit more grounded and practical approach. So something that we actually need to ground our manifestations. I'm very much looking forward to talk about this forecast so happy birthday virgos out there and with this virgo new moon happening in your zodiac sign or your virgo ascendant happening in your ascendant this is going to bring new manifestations for you so very excited for that now when we talk about new moons new moons always combine two energies they combine the masculine energy of the sun and the feminine energy of the moon and from there they form a new beginning aspect so the first thing i like to do and this is just like rules of energetics rules of the law of attraction rules of bringing things back into your life is we release on the new moon so have intentions to work on that house and also release anything that's no longer serving you now if you really can't think of what you can release you can just clean clean your area clean your car clean your house just move energy so you can welcome new energy now new moons we don't manifest on that day you never want to manifest on the day of the new moon because the programming is happening that day we still don't have the moon shining in the sky. The moon's still going to be dark and very close to the sun. So even when the sun sets, we won't be able to see much of the moon. Thus, you do have to wait until the moon gets a little further away from the sun, which happens about a day and a half after the new moon. So make it a rule about two days later, or at least when the moon changes signs. So this time around, the moon will be in Virgo. So when the moon goes into Libra, you should see a little slither of the moon in the sky right around sunset. And then the moon disappears shortly after because it's very close to the sun. So um, when we 
talk about manifesting things in with the new moon on the day of the new moon you want to go ahead and show gratitude you want to purge anything you can especially things that are connected to your future manifestation and you do want to kind of brainstorm or create that rough draft on manifesting things in but not necessarily doing your ritual to call it in because with new moon intentions we have to do some sort of ritual and it doesn't have to be a big old thing like dancing under the moon with candles everywhere it's just as simple as journaling and calling things in i recently made a post on my ig about words and how words um cast spells because it's called spelling and spells are powerful so just with the mere intention of us writing things down or thinking into our head we can really really have powerful manifestations but just imagine if you do more if you actually sit there intentionally and um call in this vision that you have write it feel it embrace it visualize it it's obvious that it's going to be called in much powerfully than just you know us thinking about it but either way new moons are about setting new intentions so look at that virgo house and have a very practical down-to-earth approach with a tad bit of transformation and um, unpredictability why do i say this well we have mars in the sign of virgo which is a strategist we also have the sun in virgo and we have the moon in virgo so we have quite you know quite like not necessarily a stadium but you know we have some energy in virgo and then we have mars at 24 degrees that's forming an exact trine to pluto in capricorn at 24 degrees and both mars and pluto rule the sign of scorpio which is strategy to strategize this energy of scorpio and with the energy of virgo and capricorn it grounds more of this strategy so it's much more practical and um achievement oriented and then we also have the sun and the moon forming a trine to uranus and it's an exact trine so the moon is at 14 sun at 14 degrees virgo and then they trine a 14 degree taurus uranus so bringing that unpredictability also bringing um more outside like not typical way of thinking so you might get some epiphanies some downloads um like just more genius thinking than your typical way of manifesting it's just going to be with a punch and a jolt and the energy of pluto is to transform things i am going to be hosting a new moon ritual on monday the 6th so if you guys are interested get to my website description and bio you'll find more details about that but i like doing rituals and manifesting with people together i get a lot of good feedback after the um rituals that people got a lot of the things that they called in etc so check that out um but on another note 
make sure that when you're bringing in this manifestation, it's very, very connected to the earth element because this is going to be more grounded and more materialized if you have it connected to the earth element. So do something with earth. Now, going to the aspects that this new moon is making. So 14 degrees sun, 14 degrees uh, moon, and exact trying to Uranus. And I like the fact that it's a trine because when we have Uranus being a big player and it's a square or an opposition or sometimes even the conjunction, it can makes us make us a little bit more higher strung, which we're going to be a little bit more higher strung. We're going to have a lot of mental activity going on, especially because we're also forming uh, another um, air, like some air aspects too that I'll cover right now. And that's going to bring our way of thinking in like our mentality our processing our socialization it's going to bring that in um and naturally uranus rules aquarius so um no matter what in the sign of taurus it's still talking about connection but more on um all the senses connecting to all your senses because that's what taurus rules it rules the senses and the feelings you know touch and smell and just kind of embracing the entire experience. So I like the fact that it's a trine because the energy we'll have, it's going to be a little bit more regulated in the intensity, in the unpredictability, but not to underestimate Uranus. Uranus does what Uranus does. So one of the most unpredictable planets actually the most unpredictable planets and then we could bring in pluto energy but um we can't underestimate uranus because the minute that we think this is going to happen it like with the same qualities that chaotic uh jolt of energy revolutionary change occurs and it's just kind of like out of left field versus you know pluto energy it's more like we kind of saw it coming but we didn't know how intense it was coming <laughs> so pluto does give you some hints um uranus doesn't it just does what it does it's like light lightning right from you know we, we don't know where it's gonna hit we don't know when it's gonna hit or when it's gonna happen so um, things that we manifest during this time or call in can have that very big jolt of transformation too because then we bring in the energy of Pluto it's to take you to different levels so we can transform our way of living our life our thought process the people that we surround ourselves with our connections very very powerful we also see Uranus conjunct Black Moon Lilith and both are retrograde. So they're going to be dancing with each other. And Lilith talks about our um, suppressed feminine qualities that are not necessarily accepted by society. So we are going to see more of that signature come out, more of that rebellious sexiness come out in um, mundane news and social media with uh, you know a tad bit of shocking venusian qualities because it also it's in taurus uh, venus ruled taurus so 
um, with a tad bit of practicality to ground it, but still shocking enough and sexy and sensual enough to grab our attention. I noticed that there's no other aspects that this moon is making um, in regard to traditional aspects. Um, the new moon is forming near the wobble of the south node and the north node. So the south and north node are the points of eclipses and they're shortly going to exit the mutable signs of Gemini and Sagittarius. And that's where we've been having the solar eclipses, lunar eclipses. And when we get to the sign of Pisces and the sign of Virgo, those are points where the eclipses, they square each other. So Pisces squares the energy of Sagittarius and Gemini, vice versa. Uh, Virgo squares the energy of Sagittarius and Gemini. So when we have new moons right where the squares happen to the karmic nodes, it does also bring in another transformation. So we're able to both work on our karmic evolution at the same time, but it's going to be a little bit more forceful if we don't take the initiative. So if you think you're just going to sit back and do nothing, okay, go ahead and think that eventually you'll see that your life is going to jolt to you in the direction where you have to take action. So it's better for us to take action versus having the universe take the action for us and not necessarily consider the way that it's delivering. <laughs> so, you know, keep that in mind. But when we have the new moon right on that wobble point, and that's what we call it, the wobble, it's like a ripple effect type of energy. So it does have a bit of Uranian qualities, a bit of Plutonian qualities, and also a bit of Saturn qualities because it brings like maturity and it forces us to work. So we're working. So with that said, we're having this new moon activate that point. Now it's a, the orb's a little far because it is at 14 and the nodes are at five. But in general, the energy of uh, Virgo is being active there. So you might have felt this wobble before the new moon, more like seven days before this happened. But we're still feeling it no matter what. Like it's going to continue, but it's new beginnings. So that means that if we set in place or set some things in place prior to the perfection of this wobble, we're going to see it um, from this point on pay forward with positivity. Maybe you still have to do some work, but it's not going to be as heavy or as dense because you did some work towards it. You already took steps. You already took initiative and action. The wobble is a stressor point and it squares those eclipse points. So it does talk about making sure that we evolve our 
evolve from our south node now this is not going to be as meaningful to you if you do not have the south node and the north node in the sign of gemini it's going to be more of a mundane type of energy if that's the case like if your nodes are in a different sign but if you are a native with gemini and sagittarius south node you're doing a lot of evolutionary changes right now and um and if you're not the universe is going to do them for you and sometimes they're not going to be in your favor. So you do want to make sure that you are incorporating your South Node Sagittarius talents and evolving them to be a little bit more of Gemini expression. So like that, you're able to really benefit from this transit. But other than that, I don't see any other traditional aspect to the sun and moon. So let's move on to the other planets. We have Mars trining Pluto and both these planets rule scorpio like i mentioned they're the traditional rulers of scorpio there are the planets of war right if you mars could be the planet of war and pluto the planet of gore <laughs> it's just they're both war planets they're both very intense and strategic and transformative so we covered that we talked about how these two are going to be you know in command of strategizing transforming and setting afoot new things for us we also had the opposition of mars to neptune now thank goodness that during this new moon it was captured as a separating opposition because neptune is quite confusing when he is participating either in opposition or in a square to planets or points because neptune as a intense aspect seems to express more of the shadow qualities of itself more tricky more confusing more unclear more foggy so when it is in opposition to mars it really messes up with our vitality because mars rules our vitality our willpower our drive our zest for life and when it comes to communicating with neptune neptune's like let me throw some water in that fire and kind of aggravates things and muddles things and cools down things and it just causes a little bit of turmoil so um this can show up as expressing a practical approach in completing things having a task changing up your habits and creating a lot a lot of new habits in an organized way because it's that energy of virgo but here comes neptune and then you kind of feel unsure like you're like wait i don't i mean i made all these changes i'm implementing them but what the f this is really what i want <laughs> do i really want to do this and you start kind of questioning this initiative that you took from, you know, from that Mars and Virgo perspective, kind of organizing you and making you more efficient. And the Neptune energy tries to slow you down and needs rest and needs to use intuition. So it's like seeing without seeing, seeing with your eyes closed, following your third eye, you know, being more intuitive, which is stuff that Neptune rules. So I'm glad that it's uh, over by this time because right now we'll, we'll kind of end this Virgo-Mars transit more with a bang because then Mars makes this trying to Pluto, which is the last 
traditional aspect he makes in the sign of Virgo until he goes into the sign of Libra. So we're able to kind of leave this area of life of Virgo very well organized and we executed a good habit, a good plan, maybe health routine or, you know, just organize their fucking calendar. Honestly, sorry for my French. <laughs> For some time, I wasn't really a big fan of calendars, but as I got older and as a manifesting generator, I tend to do a lot of things at once. So having a calendar really helped me, but I am a Pisces sun. I do have a moon in Virgo and my ascendant is in Leo. So from my moon's perspective, I like organization from my Ascendance perspective, I like to be in leadership positions, but from my son's perspective, especially falling in the eighth house in whole signs and in the ninth in Placidus, I like to take some break, expand my beliefs, transform, change things up and rest and retreat. So um, it makes me a little bit more ditzy <laughs> and not really too honed in on all these little tiny little minute details so having this calendar you know organizes me and i always take advantage whenever i have any of these aspects in my chart activating reorganize your shit because i know that i'll create a really really good organized um i guess habits organized habits not that's just one habits and from that point on until the next time i have these similar aspects activating again i kind of lost my shit for a little bit like i just slowly things start falling right like oh okay i'll, I'll do that i start slacking because you know that's the energy of my pisces sun so um i'm glad that this mars in virgo is gonna kind of go out with a bang because it's getting support from pluto okay from that point let's look at what's happening what else is happening Ooh, that's what i noticed so we have venus at 25 degrees in the sign of libra and we also have jupiter in aquarius at 24 degrees so we have the great benefic and the good benefic or the lesser benefic i don't like to see i don't like to call her the lesser um so i want to say good and great <laughs> So the great benefic Jupiter and the good benefic Venus communicating and Jupiter is also making a semi-sextile, an exact semi-sextile to Pluto. Venus is actually making a square to Pluto. Now, this is not like the, you know, it's not like a super bad aspect and it's not like a super great when we come, when we talk about uh, Venus squaring Pluto. I mean, in regard to uh, things about sex and rights, and we're probably going to see that more in the media, talking more about that feminine energy. And then um, Pluto can bring topics of abuse, abuse of power and, you know, uh, sexuality too. So we're going to hear more things around that. But it's also, the, both, both of these planets will also rule money. You know, Pluto rules the underworld, and that's where we have gold and crystals and, you know, diamonds, rubies, emeralds. Some of the most expensive things come from the underworld, 
right from underneath we have to dig for them so pluto has a lot of wealth it talks about secret wealth too because we don't know it's like those people that buy a lot they don't know that they're sitting on like uh like <laughs> like uh tons of oil <laughs> right and then later on they find out that they're they have an oil mine like they could oil well or whatever it's called so on a mundane level we're gonna hear money topics sex topics things like that that are a little they're gonna be a little cons there's gonna be some concern because it's the energy of that square so mars rule square so we're going to be doing some work towards that but it can also talk about really honing in on um our money manifesting the type of money that we're attracting how much we want to attract but the square is going to bring in the work. We have to work towards this. Additionally, it has, it has to have something in connection to your passion. Because Pluto rules passion and so does Venus, but in a different way. It's more like pleasure. So it's pleasure and passion, but it's in square. So that means we have to work things out. We have to um why is it that we want a million dollars do we want a million dollars because we just want a million dollars and we want to buy all the video games in the world or is it that we don't really care to have the million dollars but we want the luxury to have our own home the luxury to be able to travel the luxury to be able to do what we love for a living and then that the, brings in money so we are going to have to change your perspective in the way that we are pursuing money and i think that's where some of the hard work comes in with that square but we do have jupiter supporting and expanding the idea and kind of being like the referee between these two so i like the fact that jupiter is there and both uh jupiter it's a slower moving planet not as slow as Pluto. So Venus gets to kind of get out of the way and Jupiter and Pluto are still communicating. So it's like Venus peeks in and it's like, this is what I want. This is what I value. This is what I, this brings me pleasure. And then Pluto comes in with his transformation cap on and likes to see, okay, how is it that we're getting this money? What are we doing? So it kind of goes into the psychological working. Ooh, really really good aspect to release some fears associated with money blockages bam because pluto rules fears in a square is always going to be some blockage some work that we have to do and when we talk about venus our pleasure what brings us pleasure what makes us feel good you know venus is ruled by the tarot card the empress so right like she has luxuries around her but she's very like full like the cards full of lush and you know fertility all around her so we have to see really to embrace that archetype what brings us pleasure it's not just going to be money you don't see money all around her she's not like sitting on a pile of money she's sitting in nature connecting with all the elements and just being laxed owning her throne owning her throne so we need to own our throne we need to see what brings us pleasure what makes us happy and release those fucking fears that are not allowing us to be in the abundance mindset and i'm going to be doing 
all this in my new moon in virgo workshop and if you miss this workshop don't worry about it just follow me make sure that you go on my ig follow me there i post my new workshops that i have i host monthly new moon workshops and they're tailored to the energy of that new moon because i use electional astrology and um I also combine all the other, you know, aspects that I see around the new moon. So it's very individualized ritual and we bring in things. So other new moons we've done for love and, you know, for life purpose. But this one's very material, like it's resources, work and career resources coming from Taurus and our self-worth work habits, the type of work that we do for this world that's coming from Virgo and achievement career that's coming from capricorn which we discussed we have uranus in the resources and self-worth we have this energy of virgo that's talking about what type of work you do and what are your habits and how organized are you and then we have pluto in capricorn which is talking about career and achievements so yeah now we also have Saturn trining the north node and sextiling the south node and it's also trining Mercury and Mercury right now is being ruled by Venus so that's also good because it's anchoring things so from the moon and the sun perspective the karmic nodes are being activated to do work to evolve not to stay put but from the saturn perspective and saturn's been in a conversation of sextile and trying to the nodes this year it's actually supporting um the evolutionary advancements we're making as a collective and in our individual lives because saturn grounds things and in the energy of aquarius it uses technology in my psychic and uh, spiritual development class that i'm teaching currently teaching right now <laughs> i taught my students on creating and visualizing a sacred garden and one of them, she's actually going to school to complete her certification as a engineer, a tech engineer, computer science. Um, she visualized her garden having like technology in it. And it, this is so, it's it just so appropriate to the energy of Saturn and Aquarius, which is she is evolving her thought process but she's also incorporating uh tech and advancements and it's so suited for the type of work that she does it just was very interesting that it came up in her meditations as well so when i look at the energy of saturn in aquarius it does bring a little bit of grounding but with a flare of change but for the better change to improve things and sometimes science is not the greatest but everything we've, we've innovated has been through science even something as simple as ice cream but that's revolutionized food ice cream doesn't grow on trees so it takes some science to create ice cream <laughs> yes we're using natural products and i mean 
some ice creams use other stuff too but just say like natural organic ice cream is going to use natural products but it's still a science experiment and this is something that they teach kids in school like hey today in a science experiment we're gonna make ice cream they have to get their dairy product they have to get salt ice and um a flavoring like vanilla whatever i forget what else they put in there i recently did this with my kids and you have to shake all these ingredients up just like the energy of aquarius likes to do shake shit up and then we're using ice which is connected to saturn and then after this process we have ice cream which is a science experiment so with that said we're shaking things up we are grounding things into manifestation the power of word the power of thought the power of um grounding this energy onto earth is very powerful in this new moon um, i actually think this is one of the best uh, new moons that i've seen for 2021 okay so let's get into the human design part of this now for human design i'm not going to cover the profiles or anything like that because i just cover the transits here and how the transits are affecting the design and the gates that we see activated so the first thing that i notice is we have the manifesting channel perfected so there's no other channel perfected in this form other than the manifesting generator channel the 3420 channel and we have the nodes there so lots of ideas lots of things that are like popping in as the manifestor energy likes to do right i have an idea and then the generator the power horse bringing these ideas into fruition so i just kind of wanted to mention that because i found that interesting but when we combine the energy of the 64 where the sun and the moon are forming this new moon aspect that's the last gate of the aching and it's also the gate of artistic and intuitive imagination with that said this gate is very practical and logical but it's actually to use his intuitive abilities to express itself it thinks a lot it gets a lot of epiphanies it gets a lot of ideas a lot of things going on but that virgo nervous energy comes in and starts analyzing these ideas instead of allowing the person to dream allowing the person to really embrace these ideas and these ideas are so big that we feel like there's no way i can actually do that there's no way i can actually manifest that there's no way i can actually produce that but there is a way especially with that channel perfected as a mundane there's a lot of things in the workings right now that we are not seeing that we're gonna see tangible results from this specific new moon and this specific new moon is going to be in effect for quite some time because we did have um we're going to have mercury retrograde and it's going to retrograde at the same degree where venus was at at 25 degrees and then it's going to transit all the way back to 10 degrees where it's now 
So as of now, we need to start writing down things and um, especially when it comes to socializing and and communication uh, areas that both the Mercury rule and also the Libra energy rule because we're going to see that um, needing some additional work. So we are going to see this new moon play in effect for a while for us. For the, I want to say until the end of the year, we're going to see this. Because then we have um, Venus conjuncts Pluto at that point at 24 degrees. And then Venus goes retro at that point. So Pluto is also going to be active from that point on. So what, what I want you to contemplate about gate 64 and journal is first affirm that you give yourself permission to dream. You give yourself permission to follow your intuition. You give yourself permission to manifest your dreams into reality. And you give yourself permission to release doubts and fears by you doing this all these ideas that you have you're embracing them and you're dreaming and you're really calling them in and the universe will help you you do have to do some work you have to take some action but not until you get some clarity so first get clarity first decipher this idea See how this idea can work out. Um, even if it makes you nervous and you feel fearful, like, whoa, how can I really do this? By us going to the polar opposite sign, which the, the that would be Pisces Gate 63, which is the energy of just dreaming and connecting to the universe as one, because that's what Pisces is. We're able to really trust this insight that we're getting through this gate 64. So thank you so much for tuning in. And if you like this video, don't forget to subscribe, comment below. Let me know what you liked about it. Let me know what your plans are for the new moon and um, share, share this with your friends. I also have other videos that you can check out and other series. So check those out. And as always, I'm wishing you a beautiful new beginning in the area of Virgo this time around. I will see you later for the next video. Take care. Lots of love. Abundance always. Bye.